0: Do something good for you, and you turn around and act like you don't even remember that. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to go back to teaching our children about gratitude. Amen. 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 And we see that there were 10 left. And you're sure the Master healed them all. But it was only one who had gratitude who came back to say thank you. So let's retrain ourselves so that we can in turn train our children to be grateful. Amen. 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 So today we're going to talk about the least that we can do. The least we can do. In corresponding with all the things that God has done <coughs> for us. Amen. To us. And through us. I want to be able to show God that I appreciate what he's doing in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trying my best not to be a person that's always got my hand out. Amen. Amen. Because one thing we know about God is God is in the people blessing business. That's what he does. But how many of you know just like you with your children and everybody <coughs> in your life, you know you want people to thank you and you do things for them. Mm. Young parents don't even teach their babies to say, please thank in best family, yes, son of no old. <laughs> like, 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 something wrong with it. Amen. Mm-hmm. But let's train our babies up in the way that they should go. Amen. So I want to be able to show God that I appreciate everything that He's done in my life. How many of you know that He woke me up this morning? Amen. I know it sounds like I'm closing, but I'm really opening. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He got me in my right mind, hallelujah. How many of you, that's your testimony this morning, that he got food on the table, hallelujah, clothes on my back, amen, nice cars to drive, hallelujah, I put an S on that, I got nice cars to drive, amen, amen. hallelujah, Amen. wonderful family, amen, God has allowed me to be a business owner, hallelujah, he brought me through the first tough storm war, the desert storm war, hallelujah, Amen. He brought me through losing my mama. My mama died when I was over in Iraq. Amen. God brought me through that. God brought me through when my daddy died. I, I mean, my daddy was best friend. And I had to get that tragedy that my father had just passed. <coughs> but God brought me through. I didn't see no way. I didn't think there could be a way. But God brought me through. Amen. I Amen. I want to be able to show him that I'm faithful. Thank God brought me through crack cocaine. Hallelujah. Amen. Hook, smoke, and crack, everything. And God saw fit to pull me out of that fucking mile. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God blessed me enough to be on city council, and I was elevated to the second highest seat in this city. Uh-huh. And it wasn't nothing that I did. I did. How many of you know what that girl, Ellen, the turnting say, God did. Amen. Everything that happened to me that was good, God did, hallelujah. And how many of you know that every every now and then when something bad even happens to you, how many of you know that it's God that's doing it in your life to sharpen you? We gotta quit giving the devil credit for everything that God is doing. Sometimes God gotta make you hate point A so you will move to point B, hallelujah. Because if we get comfortable in point A, we will never move, we'll never elevate ourselves to the next level in life because I'm too comfortable right here. here hallelujah amen amen i don't remember that blind man mm. scribes and the pharisees started speculating well, what would he do oh he must have did some real bad job this man was born blind and he's still blind to this day and if he didn't do nothing wrong his parents must have done something wrong because they understood god's concept That the sins and iniquities of the fathers can fall down on the third and fourth generation. So they always equated negative things coming from the devil. But I want you to know today that every now and then God will bring you through some negative things to get you to the next level. Amen? Hallelujah. God had me to pray. I prayed on the Senate floor. Can't everybody say that? And it's God that me through life to where somebody called me on the phone. I didn't lobby for that job. I didn't ask, matter of fact, I didn't even know the job was available. And somebody called me on the phone and said, We're going to the and we want you to pray on the city floor. That's nothing but God. Hallelujah. And last but not least, and more importantly and more emphatically, God has allowed me to be part of His family. Ain't that good? Amen. Amen. Because can't anybody just get in. Hallelujah. Amen. The door is open for everybody, but everybody can't come in. I remember I watched a movie one time. He said, keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So I just go on and on about how good God has been to me. Amen. But I want to show you, when you can realize, when you can recognize and come to the conclusion in your life, that is God that has lifted you up. That is God that has woke you up in the morning. Hallelujah. That is God that has brought you to the age where you are right now. Amen. I understand that the young folk ain't got it yet. But those of us that have lived three, four, and five, ten days on this earth, we should know by now that it's God that has brought us through. Hallelujah. Amen. Like the old folks say, He brought me from a mighty long way. Hallelujah. Amen. But I thank Him today. Amen. We're going to use as our like scripture today. Paul's letter to the church at Rome. Paul's letter to the church at Rome. We're going to look at the 12th chapter. I'm going to try my best to uh, exegete these first two verses. And this word, exegete, is to pull the meanings out. What is God saying when he wrote this, when he had Paul write this to the church at Rome, what really was he trying to get across? What point was he trying to make? And Paul says in Romans chapter 12, and what we get ready to read is the practical doctrines of the gospel practical things. And Paul says in Romans chapter 12 verse 1, he says I beseech you therefore my brothers by the mercies of God that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable Sir, tell your neighbor. That's the least you can do. It. That's the least I can do. It. Verse two, he says, that, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, the Bible is saying here. That God will use us to be the light of the world. Our lives get to prove how good God is. You can talk about God all day long. You can sing songs about it. You can put money in the plate. You can clap your hands. But unless somebody sees your life being transformed, hallelujah. seeing your life being changed, hallelujah. That's when they would have hope. Because they got people that know me for pretty tall village days. Hallelujah. They got folk that know I ain't got no business being nobody's pastor. They got folks know I ain't got no business having no successful growing kids. Hallelujah. They got folk that know that about me. But they have to scratch and have to stand and scratch their head and wonder, how did this happen in this life? And I want to tell you today that it wasn't nothing that I did. It was God. Amen. Amen. It was God. As Jack Benny say my dad used to say all the time I was just playing marbles, minding my own business. And God called me. Hallelujah. He called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. So in that first verse, we see that he says, I beseech you. This word beseech is this uh, Greek word parakaleo, parakaleo, And it means to call one to the side, to make an appeal in view of certain facts and that's what I want to do today I want to make an appeal to you today that the least we can do is look at what he said present your body so he says I'm begging you I'm pulling to you I'm pulling you to the side now I always like to show whenever there's the word therefore in the scriptures you need to find out what therefore is he talking about so what we have to do We have to really go back to to chapter eight to get an understanding, but I won't do that. I'll go right next door to chapter eleven. And how many of you know that Romans chapter eleven is the chapter when Paul is trying to explain that Israel was broken off, being the people of God, only for a little while. Until look at verse twenty-five when he says in chapter eleven, he says until the full number of Gentiles has come in. See, they got somebody marked. That's the last Gentile. And God is saying, Paul is writing this letter, he's saying, I'm begging you, that's what this word beseech me, I'm begging you, in light of what God said in chapter 11. Do you understand that? That's why that therefore is there. See, when you read chapter, verse 1 and chapter 12, he says, I beseech you, therefore. In other words, everything I just told you. About God letting the Gentiles in. He going to break his own people off for a while. Set them to the side for a while. In other words, if you read chapter 11. It says that God is making Israel jealous. By letting us be his people of God. And that jealousy is supposed to spark him. And encourage him to get back to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says, I'm begging you. He's, he uses the word brethren. And in this dispensation we understand. we're talking about all of god's people he's not just talking about the male species when he says brother he's saying like-minded believers hallelujah he says by the mercies of god in this word mercy it it means tender compassion as as deacon said this morning uh god not giving us what we do actually deserve i know that my bible says in romans he says that the wages of sin even in 2021 y'all the wages of sin is still yeah, Hallelujah. So he says that by the mercies of God, that God has given us what we don't deserve. Because God is willing to read chapter 11 on the old time. Because God is willing to give us what we don't deserve. Now every good parent in the room understand what that feels like. Mm-hmm. You can't get them jokers to do nothing around the <laughs> house. But you still got to feel. Hallelujah. You can't get them kids, you can't get them kids to make their own baby. But you still got the bottom school clothes. Hallelujah. So parents understand what mercy is because mercy is what a parent does every day with a child because the child don't deserve it, but we give it to them anyway. And that's what God does to us. We don't deserve it, but God blesses us with it. Anyhow. Now look at what he says here. we get to the punchline now. He says, he he said all of that. I'm begging you or I beseech you therefore, because of everything that I said in chapter 8, 9, 10, and 11, he says that because God has been so good to you, listen to what he says, the least you can do is present your body a living sacrifice. Let me translate that for you real quick in 2021 vernacular. He said the least you can do is come to church. That's the least you can do. If you're calling yourself a Christian, if you're calling yourself a child of God, what he's telling us right here, the least you can do is come to church. Watch, let me prove it to you, let me prove it to you. He says, present your body as a living sacrifice. Now, he's going back to some Old Testament talking because we understood that when they brought sacrifices to God in the Old Testament, there's, there's some things that that the, the sacrifice had to be perfect they couldn't just bring any kind of animal God the sacrifice was going to be killed on the altar amen so you had it was this is the, the the comparison of a living sacrifice the sacrifice in the Old testament was dead sacrifices and in the Old testament you had to carry your sacrifice to the altar in the new testament you have to bring yourself to the altar hallelujah so he said, now, you have to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Come unto God, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, let me put my glass on. Come unto God living, y'all. Don't come to God dead. Don't come to God uh, upset and angry and depressed and miserable about what's going on in your life. Come to God on fire. Come to God excited, hallelujah. We are a living sacrifice. And everybody that's living they should be happy about it. Because what's the opposite of living? And I don't see nobody running out there digging no hole, putting themselves in the graveyard. So you should prove, you should show God that you have to be alive. Hallelujah. You should let God know that I love you, God, for breathing life into my body every day. I love you, God, for having me to stand on my own two feet. I'm a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. It seems about a living sacrifice. The living sacrifice. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord so. say Make so. so, so. Folk came Amen. Hallelujah. So you're going to present yourself a living sacrifice. Come to God. And be alive. And not only did he say, present yourself a living sacrifice, he said that we need to live holy. Amen. Now there's some words that are synonyms to holy and the words of consecrated. To be set apart. To be ordained. To be set apart. And remember, I always like to say for a special purpose. Not only are we set apart, but we set apart by God for a special purpose. Holy and say come to God acceptable. Now watch this. Which is your what? Reasonable service. And that's where I get it from. That's you to do. Because this word reasonable in the text rational worship. This word reasonable means rational, rational worship. It says because it's performed with the heart, with the, heart with the mind, and with the soul. An intelligent man. This is our reasonable service, y'all. Amen. God created the earth to run on a seven-day cycle. And in the United States Army, okay, I've traveled all over the world. And everywhere I went, they had seven days on the calendar. And out of those seven days that God created, he said, give me one back. All right. To show me that you appreciate the seven, give me one back. How many of you know that that's how you show you love somebody? I don't know if y'all been listening to the radio broadcast, but I started off with God the Father, mm-hmm. and I used the word "ahava," mm-hmm. which means love. And the definition of the Greek word amva, which means love, it means to give. It has nothing to do with a funny feeling. (laughs) Hallelujah. With butterflies in your stomach. So when we say, when listen, we're using love out of context, and we we say things like, I love your Mm hair. What you're saying is, I'm gonna give you some hair. So we're using the word love out of context. I love that car. You can't love that Mm car. Because the word love in the Hebrew context. And whenever you describe the words in the Bible, you do need to use a biblical dictionary, not Webster. Hallelujah. And the word love in the Hebrew, "ahava" <coughs> means to give. That's what the word means. Amen. Watch this, let me prove it to you. John three sixteen, the Bible says, God no, so love the world he gave. See how we love our children? Because they don't deserve it, but what we do? Give. Yeah. Give it to them anyway. Your spouse can make you mad is all I do. Y'all ain't even speaking, but you go ahead and you keep Because that's what love does. Yeah. See, see, but in this world we living in right now, if, if, if we get into a disagreement or an argument, I ain't giving you nothing. Matter of fact, I ain't even talking to you no more. See, that goes to show that's not true love. When you can cut true love off like the light switch, it wasn't true love anyway. You just like them. And there's a difference between love and liking, T.A., man. Amen. There's a big difference between that. So we have to understand, though, that when we say love, hallelujah, what we really saying is, is, I'm willing to give myself. I'm willing to give myself. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is our reasonable service. And when we say things like, I love God, what you really saying is, I'm going to give myself to God. Amen. Now let me show you something about giving of yourself. The true litmus test about giving something is not when it's easy for you to give, it's when it's hard for you to give. You see, he said present your body a living sacrifice. Well, let me tell you what my little friend Pastor Troy Hopkins like to say. He like to say that a sacrifice, if it don't hurt, it ain't a, it sacri- ain't a sacrifice. Yeah. You see the woman that came to church that day and she put two pennies in the can and Jesus stopped the whole service. He said she just gave more than all y'all. Because mm-hmm. she gave out of what she really didn't even have. The Bible says she gave her all. Hallelujah. Amen. So if we're going to be God's children, amen, since we are God's children, let us become more familiar with what love really means. And it means that I'm going to give myself to you. Amen. And if we love God, we have to give ourselves to God. Watch this. He says that this is our reasonable service. Come on, tell your neighbor, that's the least you can do. Exactly. The least you can do, the bare minimum that every Christian, listen to me very carefully when I say this, and I'm I, I will stand uh flat footed and say this. Every Christian, if you ain't bedridden and that that, that, that that job ain't got you working, you need to be in church. Come on, come on. Come on. Notice I didn't say if a party happening, if you yeah. gotta go to yeah. the bank, if you got all this other we like to come up with. Uh, okay. That means that that stuff is first in your life and God comes after that. Uh, the least we can do is present ourselves to him. And how did he say present yourself? He said present yourself what? Holy, Holy acceptable. Holy. To this is how a lot of people miss church movement. A lot of people miss church because they didn't plan for it yesterday. If you you want to be here on Saturday, you need to start planning on Thursday (laughs) and Friday. Hallelujah! When folk call up asking you, can you do something for them at 11.30 on Saturday? You tell them, I can do it at 1.30. But I can't. Because you got to be able to prove to God that he is this number one thing in your life. other words, you just talking out of... Both sides of your neck, and we
1: good at as Americans. We good at saying we're gonna do stuff. We know we ain't gonna do it when we say we do it. But if you don't no, no, do yourself, this is what the Sabbath is all about. Sunset on Friday. What he
0: said right there. But the sunset on Friday. Make your mind up. Mentally, Make your mind really up. Prepare to be at church on Saturday. Have your mind made up. And if you a Sunday person, I ain't knocking Sunday. But if you go to church on Sunday, you, Saturday is yours. You need to be. Planning on Saturday that you're going to church tomorrow. Amen. But see, the problem is, you ain't planning to come to Mm -hmm. church, and you wake up Saturday morning and you let your body be the dictator. Oh, I don't feel like it. Boop, put the covers right back on you. (laughs) But if you would have told your body yesterday that body, you're going to church tomorrow, your body would have said, okay, it would have woke up early on Saturday. Hallelujah. Mm, Amen. 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 Verse 2 he says, watch this. Now how many of you remember in literary form what the word and means? You didn't even have to go to school for that when you can watch cartoons on Saturday. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? He says, hooking up words and clauses and phrases. So the word and and but and are, they bring two different thoughts together. Amen? So he said, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's the least you can do. Everybody say, that's the least you can do. That's the least yeah. you can do. Look at what he says in verse 2. And be not conform. Amen? Now, this word conform. From the Greek word, so schemitso. So is where we get our word schematic from. And schematics are drawing out plan. Mm-hmm. That's what schematics are. Huh? They're drawing out plan. Scheme. So when he's saying here, don't be to scheme. he's saying the drawing out plan that the, that the world got for you. Don't you, let, don't you let the world mold you and make you into what the world got formed out play you. Let me talk to these young black boys sitting right here for a minute, y'all mind? The world <laughs> got planned for you as a young black man that every time we see you, you gonna have a 40 ounce in your head. The world got planned for you am telling you the blueprint, the schematics that the world, that America got drawn for us, every time they see us, we are gonna be on some kind of drug that they made. Every time the world see us as a black man, they want to see us laughing and crying and talking out loud, looking stupid. Mm-hmm. That's the schematic. Watch this. The scheme that the, that the world drove up for the black man is to leave, make some babies and not take care of them. That's the plan the world drew up for us. Amen? Amen? But don't you be conformed. Don't Amen. you be molded by what you Amen. see on TV. Amen. Don't you be molded by that ignorant music that y'all generation yeah. listening to. My mama didn't like my music either. I want to make sure I always try to tell yeah. the kids that when we say that, trust me, my mama never did like how I want to use these. Amen. Amen. But I want you to understand something. What they're trying to do, uh, why do you think they call it a television? Because somebody's telling you they vision. And don't you let that mold you and make you into something that. Do you know that? Our problem in this country, listen to the testimony, listen to the testimony on Facebook and Anchor Podcast. Our problem in this country is not Democrat or Republican. Our problem in this country is media. It's mm-hmm. not just social media. I'm talking about CBS, NBC, the Associated Press, all of them. They, they tell us stories, and they direct it how we think and feel about it. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody somebody needs to be man and woman enough to stand up and say, I got my own mind. Amen. I don't need nobody telling me. I don't need the news to dictate the way that I think about an uh, 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 issue. So this word conform, it comes from the Greek word schus. Schematio, so, which means where we get our word schematic from, scheme, the drawing, the blueprint. They got a blueprint for everybody. Else. How many women breaking the blueprint the blueprint right now? <laughs> women breaking break the blueprint right now. The blueprint for women in this country was y'all stay home and raise the children. That was the blueprint. And they still got a few folk trying to make you stand up to it. But y'all have broke this, broke the blueprint. You're no longer letting the world dictate and conform how you think. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. <laughs> well, do that in your Christian life too. Amen. Don't you let nobody dictate how you think. Everybody, every house i have ever been to had a Bible in it. Might have some dust on it, might have been under the bed, but they had a Bible in it. What, what I challenge you to do is get it from under the bed and get the dust off of it and read it. The Bible says. Paul said, "Be noble like the Bereans, and go home and see if every 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 scripture I call out today, you should be writing it down and go home and study and see if what I'm saying is true. But if I'm just up here just rambling on and on. Amen. I tried to listen to a preacher on the radio the other day. I just had to turn because He was just rambling. Didn't have a single thought, no kind of way. Just just up there talking, just rambling. Whatever we say, whatever we teach, whatever we preach, it should have a point to it. Amen. And the point I'm trying to prove to you today is this is the least you can do amen. as amen. a Christian. Amen. The least you can do amen. is come yourself to church. Amen. If you ain't sitting in the bed and that job ain't got you working, amen. Amen. I'll even throw this one in. Look, I'm going to do like Paul. This ain't the law. It's me. Go to a funeral and go, uh, uh, how you say, support your uh, friends and family. There ain't nothing wrong with going to a funeral and support your, your loved one. We wish they wouldn't be on the Sabbath, but ain't nothing we can do about that. What I'm saying is, it's only a handful of reasons that you should not be here if you love the Lord like you say you do. Amen. Amen? Then he says, not only should we not be conformed to this, what? Don't be conformed to what? The world. Okay. Before I move on, real, real quick, let's take 30 seconds and let's make sure we understand. What is the world conforming us to be? The world the world accepts. Doing what, world, I, doing what the world accepts. The society we live in, in today, the church teaches humanism. When you go to a church and all you hear is you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. That's humanism. That's not God can do it, God can do it, God can do it. When you go to church, you should hear everything that God has done. You should hear everything about Jesus. But when you go to church today, all you hear about is what you can do. Yeah. My Bible tells me that I can do nothing without Christ. Nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing. Amen. Amen. So he says, not only should we not be conformed, he says, but, here's go another conjunctive word, be what? Transformed. Transform. Now this word transformed comes from the Greek word metamorphosis. Where we get our word metamorphosis from. And when I was studying this last night, I was coming up with a good example. I was trying to come up with a good example for metamorphosis. And guess what? God put the most simplest one on my mind. Say that loud. That's just what you put on my back. The worm and the butterfly. The caterpillar and the butterfly. That's what you call metamorphosis. See, conforming means that you're gonna allow somebody else to draw the scheme for you. Transforming means that you stay who you are, but you just change and you get bigger and better. Hallelujah. You see the worm crawls on the ground. Hallelujah. But the butterfly flies. Amen. The worm is nasty and gross. But the butterfly is beautiful and elegant. Hallelujah. You see, this is what God is trying to do. He's trying to change us. He's trying to take us from a worm and make us into a butterfly. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to fly. Amen. Amen. God is doing that. Allow God to change you. Allow inside and change your beauty from the inside out. But what this world is teaching us is that we would change from on the outside and never touch the inside at all. My nails done, my hair done, I got on nice clothes, but boy, when I open my mouth, nothing (laughs) but change. It's beginning to steal out. Yeah. See, that's being cut for Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so says that we need to be transformed, transformed. changed, amen. amen. We need to be changed, that's right. Watch this now, not only do we need to be changed, where does the change need to start at? Within ourselves. In the renewing of your mind. In other words, we got to change the way we think. Amen. Joyce Myers, I like Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers said we got stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us got stinking thinking. Let me tell you something about negativity in your life, and all of us got it. Every last one of us, something negative is yeah. gonna happen today. Yeah. You ain't gotta bring yesterday negativity into it, cause something negative is gonna happen today. It's just all about how you look at it. Amen. Now, this is what I have tried to learn. I've been doing this for two years. I told people about two years ago. I will no longer talk negatively about Salabras. Amen. Amen. Even if something negative happened. So what I'm, what I'm doing is like Joyce Meyer said, the reason she said we got stinking thinking, she said because when something negative happens, we think about it, talk about it, talk about it, think about it, think about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it think about it. Who giving the negativity all the problem? Who we all. Yeah. When something negative happens, you leave it alone. Don't let it, this, this takes practice. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Don't speak on that negativity at all. Amen? Amen. You got to try. It works. I've been doing this for a little while now to where it's, it's, it's normal behavior for me now. When somebody starts talking negative about the church, I start talking positive. Somebody got mad at me the other night on the phone. Oh, you always trying to be the peacemaker. Well, dog, I'm the pastor, shouldn't I be? What well, I look like being the one dragging the drama around, ain't that? Amen. that? So I'm asking y'all too to quit dragging the drama around. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, tell your neighbor quit dragging the drama around. I think they got a right there to you. Quit dragging the drama around. Amen. Amen. So he says that we have to be changed by renewing our minds, the way that we think. And listen, sometimes we grow up in homes where someone has grand influence over us. And parents should. Our parents really should. Our older siblings, they really should have positive influence in our life. But truth be told, and it's just keeping it real, sometimes the folk that raise us is not a positive influence in our life. Hallelujah. Even when they try their best, sometimes the folk that we grow up in homes with, that home ain't a positive home. Well, what happens is, is you grow up now, you got your own house, and guess what kind of house you raise? Negative home. The same kind you come from. You can't help it, it's human nature. So what I'm asking today, is that once we become Christians, once we become in Christ, watch this. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus was not a negative person. Amen. amen. Christ Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. 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 Christ Jesus had an opportunity to be negative with that woman as well. But he didn't do it. He lifted her up, didn't he? Christ Jesus had an opportunity to be negative to that woman who uh who, who was throwing him in the front of an altar. Who had just committed adultery. He could have told up, but he didn't. He told the crowd up that yes Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told the crowd up, yeah. You see? So he had, Jesus had plenty of opportunity to be naked. And what 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 we have to do is just change the way we think about things. Now this is something this is something my wife helped me to a long time ago, a few years ago, and she said, listen, sometimes if we put ourselves in that other person's position, we'll see why they feel the way they feel. Now, I, like, I used this example the other day on somebody. I said, listen, what if we was playing Pity pack But you're the only person, but you deal out five hands around the table. Well, you can sit in this seat and look at this hand. You can go sit in this seat and look at this hand. You can go sit in this seat and look at this hand. In other words, the problem that we have having is you're only looking at the, the situation from your vantage point. How I many y'all remember that term? I, I preached that sermon, walking a mile in my in, in my mom's so See, you only know how I feel when you got to go through what I went through. And sometimes we're just looking at situations and we're looking at people in that one perspective where we stand. But there's a whole lot of watch this. Don't all y'all see my hand? But I see the dark side of my hand. Y'all see the bright side of my hand. Why? Perspective. Because it's all about where you're sitting at. Hallelujah. So what we have to learn how to do, if we want to squash the negativity that's going on in our homes, and our families, on our jobs, what we have to do is begin to uh, put ourselves in other people's position. Watch this. When you're the one that's in trouble, don't you want some compassion? All right. Somebody on the internet the other day, tanned up the man. Tan him up. And I was with him, too, because they were talking about that water situation. But then somebody brought up his pastorship. Yeah, because you know he this and he that. I say stop right there, stop right there. That ain't got nothing to do with the water that's pulled off the that rain. That's right. That's right. She say, oh, so you standing up for wrong? I say, no, I'm standing with my friend. Oh, and there's a difference in standing up for what people do instead of standing with people when they're going through something. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's right. And when we have to get better at church, we have to get better at loving the person and hating the sin. I said we, because I'm working on it too. Because sometimes we see stuff people doing and, 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 and we go to judging and critiquing. But all we gotta do is try to put ourselves in their position, put ourselves how they thinking, amen. In that way, We need to be changed. We need to not be conformed to the ways and the thinking of this world. We need to be transformed. And we got to start thinking like God is asking us to think. Hallelujah. Amen. I've stayed on that too long. Amen. Let me move on. Amen. Amen. So he says, by the renewing of your mind, why? That you may prove, everybody say prove, what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God is using us to prove to the rest of the world that he's good. God is using us to prove to the rest of the world that he did love the world so much that he sent his only begotten son. Come on, somebody wave your hand if you feel like God is using you today. And not using you for yourself, God is trying to use us to, to better somebody else. I read this book one time. The book says... Two, thing, two things, two things Pablo said in the Alchemist. In the Alchemist, the first thing that Pablo said, he says that the whole earth is created for us to succeed. Now, I'm going to give you a few examples real, quick. You do not have to struggle to breathe unless you've got a lung condition. Breathing comes natural. You breathe while you sleep. What if you had to think about breathing? We wouldn't get no sleep. It comes natural. There's a lot of things on earth that we're struggling with that God has made for us to be be easy for us. The next thing that Pablo said, besides that the earth uh, is created that we will succeed, he says, listen, I want you to think about this. He said, every job that was ever created was created to help somebody else. Think about it. The doctor don't doctor on himself. He got to go get another doctor. Hallelujah. Every job ever created was to help somebody else. The mechanic was created to fix your car. He might fix his own every now and The barber was created to cut your hair. The restaurants was created to feed you. Hallelujah. Every job ever created was to help somebody. But in these last evil days, listen to me, carefully. In these last and evil days, Jesus' prediction is coming true. Jesus prophesied that in the last days, your enemies would be those of your own household. Now, when he, when he used the word household, I want you to understand, he wasn't specifically just talking about your house. He was talking to Israel who lived in clans and tribes. What he was really saying is your enemies are going to be those of your own clan and your own tribe. Now I'm going to let that soak in for a second. We come from a tight family. I'm talking about to go through drama on Thursday and be at each other's house on Friday. That's how tight the family used to be. Jesus said in Matthew 24, he says, Because of me what you shall about, the love of many shall wax cold. And we live in it right now, sonny. Hallelujah. Don't talk to your own family. You got mothers and daughters, don't you speak? Right now, I'm talking. Silvers, who ain't talking to. Them. Because sin and that's so bad. The love of many has become cold and waxed hard. And we draw lines. We're drawing lines in the same. I'm staying on this side and you stay on your side. Because love. It's been dissipated in our society. Hallelujah. And he says that way we would be able to prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Bible says that it's God's will that everybody come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and come to repentance. And this is a challenge today. That we would challenge ourselves. I want you to start making up in your mind right now that you're going to be in somebody's church next week. I don't want nobody to feel like I'm trying to force them to come here. But you need to be in somebody's house of God. Since you want to say you're a Christian. See, that's the problem with the way they teach you the grace message. Just not. The, it, it is not as though the grace message is not true. It's just we teaching it that folk can live any kind of way, don't have to do nothing. Well, yeah, you have to come to church. If you can make it, come. Quit laying around, being trifling and lazy. Hallelujah. Get yourself up and come to church with the same attitude you get up every morning to go to work to make that money. Don't give God no less You make your children get out of bed to go to school. So what are we really saying to God that that, that that education is more important than him? We get up and go to work. What are we really saying to God that money is, because that's the only reason you're gone, they wasn't paying you, you would be gone there either. So what are we telling God that what, money is more important than him? Tell him, talk about it. You're in the sanctuary. There ain't no need to lie. If God is going to be first in our life, put Him in that spot. Somebody say Amen. amen. Don't let nothing, look at what Paul said. Paul said that I wouldn't even that height, nor depth, nor powers, nor principalities, or anything separate me from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall distress, persecution, famine, Nakedness, peril of Hallelujah. Paul said, "I'm not going to let nothing separate me from the love of God that is found in His Son, Christ Jesus." Somebody clap your hands for the Lord today. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the least we can do. Amen. 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 God bless y'all.